0: welcome back to the Lecker room sports media podcast my name is Jacob his name is Matt and it is Wednesday January the 11th 2023 at 855 here in wonderful Springfield USA one 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 is the date Matt how are we doing this fine evening good it's a tough day it's I guess it's almost a weekend again
1: wow it just keeps time <laughs> moving forward like it always does.
0: I march his own. Um. Yeah, it's back on the podcast tonight. We got some Tang Ball to cover. A lot of good things happening with uh, K State basketball in the last since our last podcast. Um, I think tonight we're going to cover the a recap of the last two games: Baylor and um, Oklahoma State yesterday, Baylor over the weekend, and then uh, TCU this coming Saturday, another ranked matchup for the Cats. And then I think we're going to do an extra podcast this week with old Joshy from Josh Hawks at underscore uh, Josh underscore, sorry, Josh Hawks underscore pod. And I think we're going to record that on Sunday, post that on Monday for the Sunflower Showdown, the uh, first rendition of it um, in Manhattan on next Tuesday. It'll be a sold out pop and crowd. Ranked matchup for the first time in a long time. Both teams are sitting one and two in the Big 12 uh standings yeah. right now. Pretty pretty yeah. big game um for the Sunflower Showdown. But uh tonight I think we're just gonna cover the uh the three games that I mentioned before, um, and then mix in NFL playoffs that are beginning this weekend. So, but first to Matt, how are you doing? Hanging in there? Okay. That's our last podcast.
1: I'm hanging in there. I'm I'm in Topeka now and uh, having a good time, getting adjusted. And what about what about you, man?
0: Oh, we're uh, we're still living. Another week of work. Um, what a great life to look forward to, <laughs> dude. It's it's January. It's the winter time. It's past yeah. football season, so it's like I get home from work and it's cold and it's dark and. Is if the cats aren't playing, then I really don't have that much to do besides go to the gym. And I've been real bad about hitting the gym this week. <laughs> yeah. But I will say shout out to my boys doing the push up challenge. Um for twenty twenty three we're doing twenty thousand two hundred and thirty push ups throughout the year. So it's about fifty-five sixty ish a day. So it's been tough, but we're doing it. So we'll uh we'll keep you guys updated on that throughout the uh next year, I guess. Um. so yeah let's i guess we'll go ahead and jump into it first thing i want to do let's play uh let's play a quick game kind of what we did last year for basketball season i'm going to uh say the statistic matt okay and you are going to guess which Wildcat is leading that stat category. And currently, the fifteen and one K State Wildcats ranked eleventh. They've played sixteen games so far, so I think that's enough data to, uh, and enough games played to uh, know who's leading each stat category. So, are you ready?
1: Just for this season, or like the whole program, like throughout the years?
0: No, just this season so far. So just okay. players on 2022, 2023 roster. Fine. Okay. Who is leading the points at 18.4 points per game?
1: I'm gonna go with Mar Marques Noel.
0: Incorrect.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah, I think you had a one out of two shot there. It was either him or Keontae Johnson. That is correct. Keontae yeah, man, that's Johnson. Another one too. Yeah. They're the one-two punch in the uh, Big Twelve right now. I think they're the they're the maybe it's even the NCAA. They're like the highest scoring tandem in the NCAA. If if it might just be the Big Twelve. I don't quote me on that. Um,
1: we'll, we'll get to it a later, step. But Keontae yeah.
0: Johnson is is a man. Like he is a man. Well, it's crazy. Last night we needed scoring badly. We were not making a lot of shots, turning the ball over a fair amount, and whenever we needed some points, he, I mean, he just scored.
1: No, he even said like I mean we should be talking about this later, but like he even said like <laughs> my, my offensive game was like off, so I focused on defense. Like
0: you know what I mean? Like he's just a man. He's a pure scorer and uh, he's a big body. He can go get rebounds. He can body you up inside. It's amazing. He's he will have potential to see play at the next level for sure. Um, Marquise Noel, I'm not sure his his size kind of hinders him from. potentially playing in the NBA, but still incredibly so much better. Um, And he wasn't – he was still good last year too. I mean, just, you know, the amount of improvements he's made under Coach Tang. Um, Marquise Noel, I just pulled up his stats from last year, 30% three-point shooter last year, whereas this year he's shooting 38% from the field, from the three-point line. That's a pretty damn good step up um in that stack category also five more points a game um through this point in the season okay gotta find this okay rebounding who is leading rebounds on the team at seven rebounds per game
1: Ooh, seven rebounds per game i'm i have i, I it's between two players <laughs> who are the two players Um, I'm going to go with, I can't, Naquan Tomlin. That's a good guess,
0: but it's not correct. Is it Keontae Johnson? Yeah, it's Keontae Johnson. (laughs) Uh, Naquan was second with 5.8 rebounds per game. Damn it! So you're on the right track. Um, assists, I think you can get this one. I don't even have to say the number.
1: Oh, God.
0: Oh, it's easy, dude. (laughs) You're Uh, thinking it, uh, Marcus Noel. Marcus Noel, eight point eight assists per game, which is six point two higher than Desi Sills, who has the second uh, highest assists per game at two point six. But the Cats are averaging eighteen point nine assists per game, which is pretty good. And then let's move into steals, who is leading steals at two point three steals per game. I'm gonna go with Marcus Noel. Correct. Um field goal percentage. This one might be tough. Sixty-seven point nine percent uh on the year so far. I'm gonna go with Sills. Uh no, he is down on the list quite a bit. Damn it. I just, it just felt right. Think of a big guy. I'm gonna go with uh um uh, Naquan Tomlin. Uh, no, he's right above Desi. <laughs>
1: Damn it. I, I don't know. Man. I'll give you
0: another hint. He's hurt right now. He hasn't played the last couple of games. Oh, shit. I, um, Big
1: guy. Big guy, big guy, big guy, big guy. I'm going to go
0: with – what's his cl- – I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you, man. David and Gassan. 67%. And then you may have been thinking of uh, Bebe Yola. Yes, I was 59.5%. So, um, he came in and played some very valuable minutes last night. Um, because K State's big uh, presence, and we'll talk about It's not fantastic, and, and it's one of the reasons why we lost that one game against Butler. But I will say, um, he knows his role as Yola does. I mm-hmm. hope I'm saying his name right. Does that sound right? Abebe, uh, isiola I, I'm pretty sure that's what they were saying on the <laughs> on the TV at least last night. But I will say he's been putting some very important minutes um, at the center position, getting rebounds, just getting hustle, hustle points. Uh, free throw percentage. Who is leading free throw percentage at 100%? Oh,
1: it's probably a guy who's never really played
0: much. No, he's played 12 games. He's uh, He comes off the bench. I'll give you those two hints. <sighs> Averaging 4.7 points per game. Cam Carter. No. Cam Carter is not on the list. (laughs) Where's he at? (laughs) Cam Carter is at 73%. He is fifth so far. Forward off the bench 13.6 minutes per game. He's also shooting 42% from three. Ishmael Masoud. Ishmael Masoud, that's correct. 100% from the line so far. I'm actually kind of curious how many free throws he shot. Let me pull that up. Insane. Let's see. Full splits. Ishmael Masoud. These are all averages. What are we looking at here? Stats, here we go. I don't know why it's giving me all percentages. Why doesn't it give me like the total? <laughs> Here we go. He's ten for ten on the year. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'll take that all day. I will say the cats have been shooting so much better from the line recently. Last night they were. Last night they were less than desirable from the line, but as a team they're shooting seventy three percent. And a lot, I think, a lot of those numbers are being drugged down by the big men. Um, however, Izziola is eighty four percent from the line as a center. So. He does pick up that category a little bit. Um, what Nate, was like? What, what did they barely 50% last year? I wouldn't – Honestly, That that's probably a bit of an exaggeration. Here, I guess we can just pull it up. So, last year they were 72%. Okay. <laughs> so, maybe we're just – Maybe we were just uh, over-exaggerating because that was just how bad they were. But <laughs> – a whole percent better, but I think I think it's because the bottom guys are bringing us down a little bit. Um, Masood, Noel, Ishiola, and Desi are all above 75%. Cam Carter, 73%. Keontae Johnson, uh, 72%. So our guys who are shooting the free throws are, you know, the ones with a good percentage. So, um, and then finally, three point percentage at. 50% of <laughs> 12 games played, <laughs> I guess he qualifies for this. <laughs> wow. Because actually the, the person who's at 100% from three has only played six games, and I can imagine that they've only shot one three. So uh, I guess in second place in three-point percentage. Wow. He's the hurt guy. Are you guessing? <laughs> Hello?
1: <laughs> yeah, can you hear mean- me?
0: Yeah, I hear you. I I, I really don't know. <laughs> David Oh. Uh, and then uh, Ishmael Masood is third place at 42%, which is surprising because every time Ish pulls up from three, it's either a swish or a brick, <laughs> like a complete air ball. Or, or way off, yeah. yeah. It's weird. Okay, let's go ahead and jump into uh, the Baylor game. Um, K-State had a big, big road win in overtime uh, down in Waco. 97 to 95 Um, just for I mean first thoughts at that game I mean Jerome Tang coming back home uh, big standing ovation got his big 12 championship ring Um, more your thoughts of that game Matt
1: they grinded it out and I thought that it was a heck of a way to turn around after the Texas game and how to keep the momentum going because they I honestly thought they were going to lose it
0: against Baylor Oh, yeah, and then, um, I mean, Baylor took the lead late um, a couple times. Um, K-State got it to overtime, and then Baylor jumped out to a, uh, what, a three-point lead there in overtime, four-point yeah. lead in overtime.
1: And made that – or made – yeah, Missot made a game-winning – or not a game-winning, but put them in the head in overtime and kind of pulled away.
0: Right. Um, and then they made a lot of free throws. Just go to pull up the box score here. Um, 18 for 21 from the free throw line. That's huge, especially down the stretch. Um, Marquise Noel, 12 for 13. He was he was 100% until that very last free throw, which scared the crap out of me because he put us up two. And then Baylor had five seconds left to go down the field, and they got a three off and it missed. We were lucky that didn't go down. I would have been very sad if that had gone in. Um, very good from the th- uh, free throw line. Very good from the three-point arc again, 44% as a team. Ishmael Massoud, huge, huge night, three for four from the three. And in 17 minutes of play, I mean, that's that, – I mean, four for four from the line as well. Ishmael Massoud was probably the MVP of that game. That if game, you yeah. if, you're, if you take away Keontae Johnson's 24 points and Marquise Noel's 32 points. But, I mean, those were probably some of the biggest shots of the game um uh, in in certain situations for sure mm-hmm. um and baylor's no pushover either i mean they're obviously you know they were ranked 19th at, uh during that game and you know they're they're 10 and 5 on the year now or after this game they were 10 and 5 7 and 2 at home and um I guess I guess uh something to point out and Josh even mentioned this to us is is Baylor gonna be able to continue being a powerhouse in the big twelve now that Jerome Tang is gone, or do you think Jerome Tang was the one pushing them over the edge I <laughs> wow it's hard to tell what? it's very hard to tell uh actually that was Josh that talked about <laughs> that after the game, mm-hmm. but um so yeah I mean just another huge victory to keep the momentum going 2 back-to-back road wins, um, at Texas and at Baylor. Uh, and then they returned home, uh, the other night against Oklahoma state, which was, I think a true testament to how good this team really is. And something that we always say on the podcast, especially during football season is good teams win the ugly games. Yeah. Um, and I will say, and I'm not taking anything away from Oklahoma State because they've played some very tight games this year. They lost a close one to uh, Texas the other night. They lost a very close one to KU on the road, which they should have won. Um, but they got some athletes. Um, Boone put up 23 points. Uh, Asbury off the bench, 15 points. Um, Oklahoma State's no pushover. They'll be, they'll be competing for a NCAA tournament spot. But the Cats, I mean, they turn the ball over a lot.
1: They did. I mean, Oklahoma State, They. I think Oklahoma State rebounded the hell out of the ball, too. Like, K-State, mm-hmm. they just, again, they won that. U- it was just an ugly game. And, again, I hate going back to last year, but, like, we still scored 73 points in, a, in an ugly game. 65. 65, but... I mean, but still. <laughs> I was like, so, what did he say? Yeah, we still scored 65, and mm-hmm. that was, like, a tie for last year right and
0: and people like to talk about um Oklahoma State's defense um quite honestly i i think we we kept them in the game more than they kept themselves into the game and again i'm not taking it away from Oklahoma State but they didn't shoot the ball particularly well they shot 33% from the field 22% from 3 um they didn't get to the line very often but i mean we had 16 turnovers in the game and a lot of those turnovers were just like oh here you go (laughs) and so you know shooting ourselves in the foot as many times as we did last night they grinded and they you know they pushed forward um the huge freaking alley-oop dunk by Keontae Johnson there to really ice it I mean oh my gosh that was insane go back and watch that if you haven't listeners but I mean three-point game Marquise Noel is being double teamed at the point and still somehow gets this incredible pass up to Keontae Johnson, which he catches with one hand and just tomahawk dunk. I mean, imagine – I mean, would just think about that. The average athlete probably can't even do that on a eight-foot rim rather than, a you know, a ten-foot rim. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Like, that, that – that I literally jumped on my chair when I saw that last night. I mean, it's just a testament to how good Keontae Johnson is as an athlete and then Marquise Noel is as a passer. And I think, I think people undervalue how good of a passer I hope, I hope people don't undervalue how good of a passer Marquise Noel does, but the, the, the fact that he draws so many defenders at the three point arc and then drives in and, and then draws even more defenders. He finds these guys, I mean, averaging eight assists a game is, is pretty incredible at the college level. Um, and and the way he, I mean, he sure he turned the ball over some last night as well. He still had four turnovers. I mean, but everybody was turning it over. But Marquise Noel is a fantastic passer. Um, he was five for ten from three. He had that big and one three um, in the second half to put the cats up. I think ten, I think was their biggest lead of the night. Um, I think of the, I think of K State. I mean, they only shot thirty five percent from the field. If they play half. You know, not even not even that much better. They would the, down in Stillwater, yeah. And I think Oklahoma State. I think they played as about as well as they they have all year. Um, I don't, I don't think that their peak is as high as K State's peak at all. So that's why I think the final score doesn't reflect how much better K State is than Oklahoma State. But I'm glad they won the game. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I.
1: No, and again, is the Big 12, like, you got to get – it's a grind. Big 12 mm-hmm. like the – Big 12 is the best conference in basketball.
0: Well, and then you look at the net rankings or like the, the, the remaining schedule for each Big 12 team from here on out. Mm-hmm. Every Big 12 team has a better strength of schedule from here on out. It's unbelievable. Um, it's unbelievable how that works out that way. That that the Big Twelve is that good that that <laughs> yeah. every team's schedule is just that much better than the rest of the NCAA and there's a lot of teams you know.
1: Yeah, no, it's insane. It really is insane.
0: Okay, enough about that game. Let's move on to the TCU game coming up this weekend. is no pushover either. They are thirteen and two on the season. Cats coming to town at fifteen and one. This is on Saturday at one o'clock uh, down in Fort Worth, ESPN too. um, TCU so far. Um, they've had some decent wins under, the, under their belt. Um, they most recently lost at Iowa state 69 to 67 and Iowa state's a very good basketball team as well. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> anybody can beat anybody in this league, but they've also won at Baylor one point contest one on at home uh, versus Texas tech. Um, So, uh, as far as Big 12 schedule, they haven't gone through the knife of their schedule quite yet, and I think this K-State will probably be one of their first true tests, especially at home this weekend, Um, and they are ranked 17th. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. Matt, do you have any comments about that?
1: We'll, We'll see how it goes. I just hope they aren't looking ahead to KU.
0: Oh for sure. Yeah, that's that's always a big issue when it comes to college basketball is I mean, I don't want to call it a trap game, but it kind of is. <laughs> especially cuz especially cuz yeah. <laughs> well, especially cuz uh I mean, they're looking at their their home, you know, K-State selling out. Like they've sold out like their next five home games already. And ticket prices are absolutely insane for the KU game already. I think they're 250 bucks a piece on StubHub. Or Seat Geek. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, that's
1: good though. Like, we need. I'm I'm glad Bramlage is finally getting packed again.
0: Right. That's 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 more than I paid for my Sugar Bowl ticket, and I sat eight rows up from the field. (laughs) So
1: thanks, Brandon. (laughs) Did uh, when you're in college at K State, did did were there other people that like were in the parking lot and uh, tailgated for basketball games? Yeah, I thought you said there'd be like a few people.
0: Not really, no. I I don't think people really tailgate for basketball games. I mean, so you said, like a few people would be in the back of the pickups, like drinking. So, oh well, yeah. If it was like a nice day, people would do that, but nobody would do, you know, the full on tent and grill. Well, yeah, That's,
1: yeah, I figured, sure. I figured that.
0: But it also like if you drank before a basketball game, it's just way more intense, and I don't think you want to. I don't. I think you want to be sober for that because <laughs> it's just constant go back and forth. By the end of the game, you don't have a voice. You're tired. You're I don't know what else. Uh anyway, I I think I think it's more fun to do it before football and baseball games even. And I mean people would tailgate before the baseball games, which was always fun. Um we we would do it every once in a while, but it, it wasn't like it was maybe like one or two tents. It wasn't a big party like football obviously.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I will say um I'm happy the Bramlage is is has returned to the octagon of doom. I mean, people are excited for K State basketball, and rightfully so. Um, they're winning big time basketball games, and they got a really good, fun team. People are comparing them to, especially the tandem of Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel. They're they're getting serious comparisons to Jacob Pullen and Denny Clemente, Clemente from 2010. Yeah. Um, I mean, who would who is who is who in this situation is Denny? Marquise or is Denny Keontae I think
1: Denny is Marquise.
0: I have to agree with that. Yeah, because both of them kind of pull up from all over the place. Uh, Denny Clemente would take a fast break and just pull up from the logo, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh Jacob Poland just kind of has similar builds as Keontae Johnson, but yeah. But uh, what are we? Fifteen and one. I think it's the best start in program history. If I'm rem- remembering this correctly. Yeah. Um three ranked wins to start the Big 12 play. Um could be a fourth one this weekend and then KU coming to town, number 2 KU next Tuesday. Oh, um, it's going to be wild. It's going to be loud. People were saying Bramlage was very, very loud last night against Oklahoma State.
1: That's good though.
0: Mhm. It's awesome. It's it's good to have him back. The students are the students are uh, rocking once again. I will say, I mean as good as we were in college, when we were in college. I mean, K-State won the Big 12 our junior year of college. I don't think – I th- I think that on Tuesday night, it's going to be leaps and bounds louder than after Cartier-Jada stole that inbound play and did the windmill dunk. I think on Tuesday, it's going to be even louder. <laughs> Do you know which one I'm talking about?
1: <laughs> yeah, Carter, when when that when, when Barry yeah. Brown finally beat KU. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think – and I think KU, and we'll talk about it later, but I, I, I do think KU is a very good basketball team, but I think they're in for something. I think they're uh, in, for a, in for a storming once again. I hope so. <laughs> Especially, but, you know, you saw their game last night. Somehow they came back against Oklahoma down 10 points with five minutes left in the game. Gave Joshie a nice old payday on his <laughs> yeah, uh, on the sports what, bets. I'm Unbelievable. I was talking to my brother, and he was telling me, he's like, should I bet it? It's like plus 500 for KU to win, and I'm just like, do it, dude. And then he didn't do it, and I was like, you coward! <laughs> <laughs> and I told him I told him all the money that Josh won, and he's just like, I hate everything! <laughs> uh, so, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for the uh, KU, KU game. Yeah, it's...
1: But then again, here I am looking ahead. We still have TC on Saturday, so... Yeah.
0: Well, uh... uh What's his name? Jamie Mixon. What's their coach's name? Yep,
1: Jamie
0: Mixon. Like oh, it's not Jamie Mixon. Hold on, he looks like Nixon. Ja- Jamie Dixon. Yeah, there we go. Yep. <laughs> he looks like Nixon. was <laughs> look- Oh, I-, I could see that. Kind of, a little bit. He's got, he's got like the, the cheek lines, and I bet you don't anyway. Hey all you sports and health nerds out there, it's Jacob here. If you are having trouble finding an exercise routine, trying to find a good diet plan, or just looking to change things up, might I suggest checking out 8minutefitness.com. There are multiple articles to click on to meet your health and exercise needs, learn about basic exercises for beginners, read about the best green superfood, and also the best sports drinks to order at a gas station, even exercises for fishermen trying to perfect their cast, and much more. From experts to beginners, 8-Minute Fitness is for you. Okay, do you want to talk about the NFL very quickly? Um, the Chiefs,
1: obviously, have a bye. Yep. <laughs> um. Uh- i'm really nervous i'll be honest they don't play for another two weeks Mm -hmm. and the bears
0: have the first round pick next year so good luck with them (laughs) (laughs) great points there um wild card weekend january 14th 15th and 16th the nfc seattle at san francisco the giants at minnesota these are both on sunday and then the cowboys at tampa bay isn't that crazy that the Cowboys have are so much better and they, they get a play on the road at Tampa Bay, a team that has a losing record. <laughs> Unreal. Um, and then the Eagles get the bye in the NFC and then over on the AFC, the Dolphins at the Bills on Sunday, Baltimore Ravens at the Bengals on Sunday, um, and then the Chargers at the Jags on Saturday. And then, of course, the Chiefs getting the first-round bye. Um, and then, obviously, since the uh, Bills and the Bengals did not play, um, the that finished that game, you know, uh, you know, it's it's what what is what has been determined for the Chiefs in the AFC Championship, or I guess I guess it would be the divisional round. Are they going to have a home game? I think hey, they you?
1: are, but the AFC championships going to be at a neutral site. The
0: AFC Championship will be at a neutral yeah. site? Okay. They, I don't know. Have they decided that? Is that set in stone, or are they waiting for like the Bills and the Bengals games to happen?
1: I couldn't tell you on that, but okay. all I know is I heard Goodell say the AFC Championship's going to be at a
0: neutral site. Okay. But I'm glad that... They they definitely handled the uh, Bills and Bengals situation um, with Hamlin um, going down there in that game. They they handled that situation very very well, um, and I'm glad that to hear that he has been discharged from the hospital. So if you haven't heard that uh, Hamlin went into cardiac arrest during that game and CPR brought him back, and now he's out of the hospital. So I'm glad I'm glad they they handled that situation very well and and. You know, NFL is a dangerous sport. It is, and we just hope hope stuff like that never happens. So, yeah, and it's the, it's it's part of. I mean, it's you hope it's not part of it, but it'd be, they 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 play in playing a dangerous game, and stuff like that happens, and you just gotta hope for the best. and And he's he's doing good, so good to hear. Um, all right, I think that very well wraps us up here on the podcast. Um, Matt, you having any weekend plans?
1: I do not, just continue organizing, and then uh, it's a three-day weekend, I'm going to watch some NFL, and just hang
0: out, what about you? Yeah. Uh, company party on Friday for the holiday, so I'm excited for that, um, yeah. we, we, had to, we had to wait until after the New Year to have it, um, since my boss just had a baby before Christmas, so um, they said we're, we'll just do it after New Year. so I'm pretty excited for that, and uh, we got a party bus, we're going down to Branson, so it's going to be a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay my name is jacob his name is matt this has been another edition of the lecker room sports media podcast follow us on twitter at the lecker room um follow matt on his twitter follow me on my twitter um, i hope everybody has a great thursday morning a great uh weekend here in january stay warm the weather's about to get crappy again so hope everybody enjoyed their last couple of warm days before weather it's cruddy again so Have a great, safe weekend. See you guys later. This has been the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. Thank you for listening.